0: spy movies this is one of your co-hosts chris Gaspar. this is frank pelicone you are listening to episode 30 of the spin chagrin and last week's category was russian spies frank i am totally in the dark um about all of this we have not talked about it really once so what did you come up with for russian spies yeah i was
1: kind of in the dark about it too i'm not gonna lie um so i started watching this movie called agent of harm h-a-r-m with periods between the letters um 60s science fiction spy thriller about this russian scientist that developed these um spores that basically eat people's flesh and how the russians have this plan to use crop dusters to put the spores on our crops to like you know kill americans off so they can come and take over america um really bad fucking movie uh i found out after i started watching it that it has an mst 3k um parody which i can totally see um everything that you hate about james bond specifically is what this movie tries to do Mm -hmm. um like the main character is a lascivious you know fucking rake who is not above forcing himself on women but like thinks with his dick so much that that's like the way that everybody like and <clears throat> kind of gets around him um is sure. by like just kind of like flashing some some tna and then he'll like leave his gun and go swimming to like try and fuck some girl so like people can get over on him or whatever um
0: well, it's funny i didn't know this movie existed the uh, the the harm um acronym or whatever is used in those video games that i loved from the 2000s um no one lives forever um the vi- the villainous organization and it was was harm yeah I mean, not that it's like a highly original thing i suppose but um but yeah it's a h period a r period r period
1: i actually meant to look this up and i forgot um i was wondering if there was some inspiration to shield from that um because it is kind of like a extra extra governmental agency that like kind of operates in like a black ops sort of space mm-hmm. um because they're american it's not british so it's like james bond but like the american james bond mm-hmm. um but it's irrelevant because fuck that movie and i never finished it and i'm never gonna finish it and <laughs> um okay so i went with my my 1b which was the one that i found first and i thought would be fine for this fucking category that is my own fault admittedly um so I watched 2010's Salt, oh, starring okay. Angelina Jolie, Liev Schreiber. Um, she would tell uh, Ej- Ford, did I say that right? Ija Ford? Chitty well, Ija Ford. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Andre Brower in a small role. Yeah. Um, directed by uh, Philip Noyce, um, who's a guy that I hadn't really thought about in a long time. Um, who, looking at his picture right now, looks like a fucking combination of john cleese and john malkovich um
0: but he but he all but he looks like he hates you
1: yeah well he wants to murder you yes you know but um um dead calm uh the saint which is not a great movie but whatever the quiet american which is actually really good rabbit proof fence which is fine um anyway so a guy that i hadn't thought about in a long time um the premise of the movie is that you open with angelina jolie um being tortured in north korea um two years ago mind you this is happening because it says that really big on the title card um doesn't give you like an actual date which i actually really kind of appreciated that it didn't like specifically date it in a time um i thought that was really like a nice touch to kind of keep it more like ambiguous as the i mean even though it's like obviously set in the modern age it it doesn't date it so you're not thinking like oh well this person is the president and this is what. anyway it was it's fine it's good world building for something that ultimately doesn't matter i guess um so she's getting tortured and she's like i'm not a spy i'm not a spy but they're beating the shit out of her so then um leave schreiber comes and they're doing a prisoner exchange for her and this like um north korean spy that you know the the u.s is holding um, and they're talking about how they never do this and she's like you know why did you do it for me and he's like well it wasn't me i would have let you die it was him and they point to this like fucking kenneth from 30 rock looking motherfucker that's like bobbing around in the background like on the other side of the um jsa like joint security area like waiting right. for her to come back um so you find out that she's an american spy um this guy was someone that she was in love with during her she fell in love with during some training that she did he is a arachnologist or arachnetician or something i can't remember these some ridiculous word that i don't believe is real to mean like a spider expert mm-hmm. um and they're in love and they're married um they've been married for two years at the like the opening of the actual movie um and it's their anniversary and uh you find out that like she's worked for the CIA for a long time and she worked her way up like through the ranks and she's now leave schreiber is like a director or something and she's um kind of his like right hand so she's really important in the CIA spy program mm-hmm. um so as they're getting ready to leave um at the end of a day a man turns himself in and says that he's this british or this russian russian spy and he wants to defect so because she was raised in russia um and speaks fluent russian they have her go in and be the one to talk to him um so right away like it's all hanky because he's talking about this program called the um the ka i think program where they would take children in moscow and they would educate them and raise them to be Americans. so they would like only speak english they would have to like really force themselves to like learn english like american accents um, it's basically so imagine the Americans, right? That's TV series, mm-hmm. but absolutely ridiculous and with no real like character development and only taking place in 90 minutes mm-hmm. and being nothing but action. And that's what salt is basically.
0: Okay, real quick. So up until this point in the movie, yeah. how do you feel about it? Like I'm fine
1: with it. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I
0: mean the actors are good.
1: Noice is a, a fine director. Um it actually is kind of a relief to watch it because it doesn't have the weird like jerky cinema Verite feel of like a lot of spy stuff from you know the late mid to late 2000s so it's just like film like normally
0: like the born effect
1: kind of like you know yeah, it doesn't have any of those excesses it's just right. it's
0: just normal movie
1: sure and I like Angelina Jolie I think she's a good actress so mm-hmm. she does a good job and um i was actually interested in seeing um you know what what was going to happen um because i knew russian spy movie but i don't remember this movie coming out at all um and it released the same day as something else that i really like a lot and i think that was part of the reason that Mm -hmm. um hold on i gotta look that up because that was gonna bother me uh the fuck box office oh inception i don't really like it a lot but another movie that kind of overshadowed it um inception so so anyway so she's interior she's doing the interview with this guy and he's telling her all about like this ka program and it's all leading up to um a thing called project x and project x is this like long con soviet plan to have all these sleeper agents infiltrate america and kind of take it down from within by doing like precision like basically like high profile decapitation style like executions where they cut off like the leaders of different factions of the government. Um, and also cause, um, nuclear escalation with other countries so that other countries will attack America to basically destroy America from within. And then, you know, from without, so Russia stands tall. Right. Um, and to provoke Russia into a war from like the inside, because these people are like ranking military and political figures. Um, so russia can be vindicated in their war so they can destroy the united states so anyway um so you can like you don't get any like clue that she believes this like she's really incredulous but um say that man's name again she Ch- would Ch- a Ch- chita well chita well i, J- I-, I-, J- I- J- F- yeah. i've like known this man for right. two decades now you think i would learn how to say his name mm-hmm. out of respect but here we are i'm just gonna say him and you say his name um so he's like a internal affairs investigator that's brought on because um anytime they have any kind of like defection they have to make sure that it's done a certain way. So the guy basically says, you know, you, he points to her like Evelyn Salt that's her name. He's like you Evelyn Salt or X12, you know, you're the sleeper agent that I came to find and she's like what the fuck? like that's not me. So they take him out of the room and they make her stay in the interrogation room. Like they lock her up, but she's like, like, I got to call my husband, you know, because if he's saying this stuff and he knows my name, then it's possible they're trying to kill my husband. And they reference like some other event that happened where that happened, you know, where someone's family was killed mm-hmm. because they basically got outed as a spy by the enemy. Um, but they won't let her leave. So she's kind of like holed up in this interrogation room, like the box or whatever. So then the guy that's turning himself in, is being taken to holding and murders his guards and escapes like he runs away so she takes the confusion so she escapes um gets out of the interrogation room like beats some people up and goes down to they have this floor that's a buffer floor between like the lower levels and the upper levels where like the spy stuff happens in their building um which from what i understand is a thing that actually exists like a place where it's like dead space sort of right. where they can entrap people that are trying to like go places they shouldn't um so they're trying to entrap her but then this is where it gets into like the ridiculous um born identity shit where she's like such a superbly trained you know like master of combat and espionage that she's able to fashion weapons out of like found objects and right she knocks out this group of guard, like soldiers that are coming to get her, and she escapes out a window and she flees. She goes home um, and her husband's not there, so she's all panicking, like "Oh my god, where's my husband?" And her dog's there, so she puts her dog in a book bag and then escapes out a window and like ends up, basically ends up getting away, um and goes to the. Sh- fuck! How does that happen? So she escapes from this there's this ridiculous and i actually felt like i was watching deadpool um and i mean that like kind of as a compliment because it was very like cartoony and actiony right um so she ends up escaping on by jumping in between several fast moving like 18 wheelers like on a highway Mm -hmm. while they're shooting at her and trying to like kill her um So she escapes, and one of the things that the guy that turned himself in said was that her job was to assassinate the Russian president. Um because he because he was visiting the US. Oh it's the funeral of the vice president, which is such a specific thing, and they never talk about how the vice president died. (laughs) But the vice president is dead, and this Russian president is there to like pay his respects. Um, so the defector says that, like, that's her job is to kill him. Um, so she shows up and shoots the president and seemingly kills him. And then, um, uh, Peabody, who is, uh, Chuitel 4 did I do that right that time? IG4, 4 um, like, basically has her. She basically has him dead to rights where she can kill him. But instead of killing him, she surrenders to him. And the president is pronounced dead. So after they capture her and are like taking her away, she escapes again and she heads to this barge where the guy that was the defector is like on board, um, and has all these sleeper agents. So you find out that basically she grew up in the Soviet Union and was part of this like K-12 program. Um there was an american diplomat and his wife that died in a car accident and they had their daughter whose name was Mm -hmm. evelyn salt um Mm -hmm. who they did a changeling with and like swift switched her um so she got sent back like into foster care or whatever and back into the united states um so they have um the defector guy who's actually like the head of this organization um has her husband like killed in front of her to test her loyalty to see if she'll break um and she's like completely emotionless when it happens so he's like okay um you know you're still loyal to us your training still worked um we're gonna have you rendezvous with another ka person um to assassinate the american president and so she agrees um and gets the information about where this guy is but then she ends up killing the defector and every other sleeper agent on the barge before leaving like kind of as revenge for her husband being murdered um so the guy the ka guy that she's meeting with is unaware that they're all dead so basically they go into the because he's a liaison for the russian government and they go into the white house like they have access to it and she's disguised as a man most ridiculous fucking disguise with like prosthetics or whatever but it's, it's whatever it's fine hmm. Um, So he actually blows himself up to like kind of provoke the president and his like entourage to descend into this bunker under the White House um, so they can like kind of pin him down and murder him Um, and salt like does all this ninja shit and like gets down into the bunker. Um, So they find out that Russia's mobilized his nuclear forces because of um, the assassination of their president. Um, and the president's like, okay, well, we have to prepare for like, you know, like nuclear war basically. Um and Leif Schreiber is down here with him, like as whatever, like some director of the CIA, like he's part of the forces protecting the president. Um so they see that SALT has like made her way down in the bunker, and Leif Schreiber goes all crazy and um murders everybody and reveals that he was also um, a member of this ka group oh shit. that's been like embedded in the government for a long time um so the plan is that they're going to launch nuclear missiles at israel and mecca um in order to enrage um the muslim population of the world to cause them to attack the united states and then russia will have you know the <clears throat> justification because you know their president was assassinated on u.s soil to do the same thing um so he's like he calls her by whatever her fucking real name is i can't remember but his name's like tarkovsky or some shit i mean it's a fucking bogus ass russian (laughs) names um
0: but he's like oh okay what's your question all right so at this point of the movie how are you feeling about it i'm still good
1: with it okay it, it was it was fast paced and it was entertaining. Like I was still alright. Okay. All right, I, okay. you know, with any of this shit, you got to suspend your disbelief enough to actually just watch it, or else like you can't get through any of it because it's so right. fucking far fetched. Yeah, but she's good. You know, she's like, I don't know. There's something about Angelina Jolie that I I just like her presence. I guess in a movie, yeah. so I'm 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 good with it. And I like Liev Schreiber, and um, he's smarty enough and like because yeah, I knew that he was like a double agent from the very beginning. Like I was actually expecting that before her to i i thought it was going to be him trying to frame her as a double agent Mm -hmm. and her not being a double agent but it's like pretty much right away she's like oh yeah like i'm fucking like pro-russia like deuces and just starts murdering people but then she and she murders everybody um so he's about to let her in because she's like i want to be in there with you when we achieve Mm -hmm. our final victory and he's just about to let her in um a news report comes on that the russian president isn't dead that he was shot with like this special spider venom that makes somebody look like they're dead Mm-hmm. but he's actually alive and expected to make a full recovery so then um schreiber wants to kill her but he won't let her into the room because there's this weird shit where they have like the nuclear like it i don't like the way they do the nuclear codes in this because it's not like the football with like the two keys or whatever it's fucking right. dumb. Yeah. so anyway so she's trying to get in to stop him from launching the missiles and he's trying to keep her out but she eventually does some fucking james bond shit and works her way in and then they fight each other and they're beating the shit out of each other. And then she finally goes over and stops the nuclear missiles from being launched. Um, and as she does that, um, IGA four breaks in and shoots her in the back because they've thought she was a Russian agent the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so she was wearing a bulletproof vest um, and Schreiber's like, you know, Hey, Hey, like I stopped her, you know, she was trying to launch nuclear missiles, but I stopped it. Um, so they're taking them out like she's handcuffed and let out in chains and um schreiber wants to kill her and obviously because she knows the truth about him sure. and what's going to happen is um schreiber actually like shot the president um but the president survives so when the president gets up because everybody else in the room is dead like all the chiefs of staff and everything are dead because schreiber murders them all but the president's still alive so he'll obviously be able to finger them. So he's gotta try and kill Salt because you know he's still a loyal Russian soldier. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is actually my favorite part of the movie. So Schreiber like tries to go up to where the president is, but they won't let him in. So they make him sit down outside. Um so while he's sitting outside, he sees a pair of um like surgical shears in a paramedic's like bag, and he pulls them and like kind of like cuffs them like in Mm -hmm. his shirt sleeve so he can stab salt because they're leading her like up to some holding room so she loosens her chains a little bit and then fucking flips over the man's head gets the chain around his neck and is like hanging off like the banister on the second floor Mm -hmm. just like pulling at him and like it's fucking vicious and it's really well choreographed and it looked really good Mm -hmm. um so she kills leave schreiber um so then they're like you know they take her out and they've got this, the CIA is a helicopter and the FBI, it says, you know, IGF says I want 15 minutes with her to talk to her. Cause I gotta like, I, I gotta wrap this thing up. I gotta figure out like, you know, what was actually going on. And like, all right, you got the time between when you leave here to when you land and then she's ours. Um, so she convinces IGF Four like, as they're flying in this helicopter that, um, she's like look like i could have killed you i never killed you like if you look at who i've killed it's only been these russian agents like what you know i was a russian agent but they killed my husband and i'm an american you know and i can she's like you'll never be able to find these people and nobody else can take them down but i can help take them down but i have to be free um so he makes the show of like like punching her like he's interrogating her but then secretly uncuffs her and they're flying over the Potomac and she jumps out of the plane or out of the helicopter and is free. And that's the end of the movie is kind of her running through the woods, like on the banks of the Potomac um, with the idea. I think that they were supposed to do a sequel to it. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that far in Wikipedia
0: because I got it, bored. It reading. just didn't come together. Like, I don't know um, how much interest there was on Jolie's part, it seems. But you know, and the thing is, is like, It's
1: it's fine where it ends. Like that's a fine ending. And the idea that you can like imagine like the possibilities of her like hunting these other people down, but you don't need to see it because it would just be boring after that. And it would strain the already like tenuous, you know, constraints of believability that this movie like lives in anyway. So Yeah. Um I mean, there's so many things where you're watching and we're like, Yeah, that makes no sense. Or like that would never happen. Or you know, they're, cha- they're doing this high speed chase to try and get her and literally like shooting through like civilians cars to try and shoot her.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is a government like that shit wouldn't happen. You know, they would basically like, you know, have helicopters and stuff and like build like a like an area of containment and just close in on her. Like it wouldn't be a director of the FBI and the head of like internal affairs of the, F- right. or the CIA like in a fucking SUV like with you know glocks like shooting at her right um all that being said like the ridiculousness of it you know i i like stuff like the mission impossible movies i like Mm -hmm. the Bourne movies well enough you know there's certain james bond movies i like and i think this is a fine companion to those things you know it was inoffensive um it's got some good performances in it schreiber's really good um jolie's good um ig4 is good um, small role for um, Brower, who's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Corey Stoll. Do you know that guy from like
0: House of Cards and shit? Yeah, yeah he plays the suicide bomber. It, right? Yeah,
1: um, he and so he's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's all these yeah, like small played roles. Jr.
0: Sopranos too in the Many Saints of New York. Oh,
1: right, right, right um but you know your main characters are good like by good actors noise is a perfectly serviceable action director and he does a good job here um it's got the weird like like mid-2000s horror look to the way it's filmed um so like washed out and kind of like almost like sanitized a lot of it um, but I think it's meant to like evoke kind of like a cold war atmosphere mm-hmm. um, in some ways so it's fine like and are you going to want to rush out and watch salt like nah but you know it perfectly met the stupid fucking category um, so there you go right <clears throat> so what's your chagrin score that's like three <laughs> I don't have any problem with it three or four we'll we we'll call it a three because it's fine yeah. and i enjoyed watching some parts of it like mm-hmm. it felt a lot like what we enjoy about things like like the netflix daredevil series or old boy mm-hmm. in the way the fights were staged like there's there's a feeling of physicality to it and like believable mm-hmm. physicality so the choreography is really good um nothing is like so out of the realm of believability in terms of like that aspect of it, like what they're doing. No, that's not true. Like her jumping across the trucks, like nobody could do that. That's Mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous, but it looks cool. Um, and again, like the, her I'm, I marked out so hard to her, like jumping over Schreiber's head and like hooking him with the chain and basically snapping that man's neck. Cause like Jolie at this point has like cut off all of her hair because she had to wear the wig and the mask and Mm -hmm. it's just like beaten up and bloody and like all the veins in her neck are just like popping out because she's pulling so hard. Mm -hmm. Like I honestly thought she was going to decapitate him and like fall. Like it was, it's, it's, it's really vicious. It's, um, it's something to see. And it's so, even though I don't know that I really felt like there was a huge connection between me and this character, like in terms of the character itself, um, man was it like so satisfying to see that dude die like it really it was a really fitting like death to the like main villain of the movie
0: yeah you don't remember us having a conversation i don't think like two years ago i i I watched this like sometime in covid Mm. um but uh yeah i thought it was an enjoyable enough movie i think that the the middle was muddled um with like a too much 24-esque like Eh. like kind of like um you know espionage but i really loved the opening of that movie i was really invested in it like when the uh russian shows up and you know yeah. like oh, like like you said really well done like very well acted yeah and i, I like the end i think they had put in enough character work that i like the ending of it like you know in terms of like you know her convincing the the guy who has been chasing her I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of shit yeah so. i didn't
1: believe it i mean i i honestly like And I thought that they both were really good in this movie and I liked them in the roles, but I didn't really care about either character to the point where like when he gives it up, it's like you've been the dude. So he's the dude the entire movie that's pushing the idea that I know she's guilty. We have to get her. We have to like, you know, and Shriver's just like, ah, you know, dude, um, (laughs) maybe we do. I don't know. Like, uh, is that how you feel? Like, I guess you shoot her. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> um, for him to like in the span of like three minutes just like completely reverse course it just felt so ridiculous to me but that being said like I'm fine with the ending because it's ambiguous you know like you don't have any did she survive did she escape is she really because I, I still feel that I think this would have worked much better as like a ten-episode series on HBO, mm. where you could have really built like a couple episodes of her in the CIA as a agent or something, like counterintelligence or espionage or whatever, and slowly like revealed these ideas that you know, like what they did in The Americans. You know, I mean, I, there's some flaws in that show, but you're so torn all the time about whether or not those two are truly like invested in being like Russian double agents. You know what I
0: mean? Mm -hmm. Like, even
1: though they're still doing things that are benefiting the Russians, like there's so many times in that series where they don't reveal information that they should, or they kind of protect people that they should be, you know, out to kill because like they have these like emotional loyalties to these people that they live with and i never really felt that with the character because i thought it was just too fast It had, like you said like in the middle of the movie you've got to reveal her backstory you've got to connect her to the russian president assassination you still got to show like all the shit that's going on with like you know like around the president and trying to like protect him and then like trying to figure out like what's going on with you know these sleeper agents there's so many things in the middle of that movie that if you would have stretched it out over several episodes of a series would have felt much more and like natural and would have had a much better payoff
0: yeah it's probably true
1: yeah but that being said for an hour and a half like action movie sure fine like enjoyable um i would not like say that you should watch it but i also would you know if you're looking for something to kill an afternoon and you right, like
0: that's exactly what it i actually watched it on a saturday afternoon perfect saturday afternoon movie right like you
1: know it's something you can kind of half pay attention to and still know what's going on uh-huh. you can fully pay attention to the action set pieces and be satisfied true you're not going to be annoyed by like the dialogue and the you know the acting because it's all you know solid and, and well done yeah so yeah so salt it's yeah. a three
0: all right yeah
1: i actually thought this was fucking red sparrow
0: or whatever the hell that movie Mm -hmm. is
1: because i got confused and that's like jennifer lawrence or something right
0: uh yes but i I saw
1: this and i was like this i don't know what the fuck this so i don't so i was kind of surprised too (laughs) um yeah um
0: yeah that's right that's uh yeah
1: yeah um let let me tell you let me let, let, let let me editorialize a little bit more okay op-ed um i don't particularly care for russians as as antagonists i think it's i think it's real fucking boring for the most part like most movies that like frame the russians as the villains
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i don't fucking like them right like i think so we watched um shit what was the name of that alien inspired russian horror movie that we watched last year
0: Um. Oh, damn it. What was the name of that movie?
1: Containment or something like that? Nah. Anyway. (laughs) I'll find it. This fucking movie. Sputnik. Sputnik, right. I thought that was the perfect... I thought that movie was so good in so many ways, but I am so fucking tired of glasnose like pre-Glasnos era like Russia with I don't know, it's just so boring to me. Like it's boring. I hate that accent. I hate the fucking breadline shit and like, you know, you gotta be loyal to the state. It's it's just it's played out. Like there's no need to use Russians. It's like using Nazis, you know man, like it's just too fucking easy. Like find somebody else,
0: I guess. Yeah, but then but, who else do you have well but, but, so, hold on so, the bulgarians then, or something like that. well look no the way that they do it now for pre- pretty much everything and look it's even a little bit in this is it's the americans themselves are an internal threat and it's like this shit started with 24 i think and it's just like grown more and more to where it's like there's always somebody some traitor or something and um so i i watched the gray man friday night when it came out um which is the new russo brothers movie starring um ryan gosling and uh chris evans and i was telling you about it it's like i'm just really tired mostly of the spy thriller anymore is because it's all the same shit and nobody's trying to evolve or elevate the genre whatsoever they're just doing the same tired tropes over and over and over whether it's russian spies whether it's like the threat is from inside the government right um and it's just it's just kind of all played out and somebody needs to come along and do something different um because it's all bond born-esque type 24 jack bauer type spy stuff and that's it like but isn't the problem that
1: obviously we still have like espionage in this country and we're definitely like spying on other countries consistently but it's like we're such and i know that we have some xenophobia in this country at present and probably always will i mean until like after we're dead but for the most part i think most people in this country have a more laid back like global perspective on the world you know like you know people that are from other countries like no matter unless you're like so like ins, like isolated and insular in your head where you don't allow yourself to know people from other countries like you know somebody that's from asia or europe or south america or you know what i mean Yeah. so like i think it's just really hard to frame A culture or a people as the villain because we don't live in an era where like when i was a kid man i thought that like i thought everybody in vietnam was just like a monster with like a knife in their teeth and a grenade in their hand you know what i mean like hiding in a rice pad right because that's what you saw like i thought every russian was like this burly grizzled vodka swilling and this might be true i don't know um you know monster or whatever and like what are you gonna do you're gonna fucking like make the chinese the villain like you can't do that like it's not if you want to be successful in a global market because if you lose like the china market then you're not your movie's not gonna make any money right you can't like really frame muslims as the villain effectively because it's like number one there was just way too much of that in the 2000s right with like every movie but at the same time it's also like so like fucking culturally insensitive that you're going to alienate more people than you're going to like appeal to by doing this shit sure that's why like the mission impossible movies i think get it right the most because it's about organizations against organizations like it's never necessarily about government versus government it's about shadow organizations like buying for and that's what the
0: new Bond stuff does as well largely you know i mean
1: yeah, but Bond was always Spectre and shit. They just like yeah. got lazy at one at certain points, and were are like, ah, it's the fucking Russians, you
0: know? And, uh, no, they did at some point. I'm saying the newer Bond stuff goes back to Spectre, right. and it's like, you know, I mean. So um, maybe yeah, maybe you the could thing do is... stuff with illegal drug trade, illegal arms trade. <laughs> like I mean, like CIA does that kind of stuff. Like now, yeah. like I mean, uh, but the I more, don't know. Like
1: Lord of War was super. Like I thought it was good. You know, mm-hmm. when we did the quick cage. Right. we talked about it and it it was him like as a central character but that's the thing is like i don't know that you can frame it where the protagonist is the spy for america right like i think maybe sometimes your central character has to be like a villain or somebody that would like normally be a villain to have it be interesting and i think maybe you need to start crossing genres with the spy stuff you know like you can't just have like a spy thriller Maybe you got to do something else. Maybe you had, like, a sci-fi element to it. or
0: You could. I mean, another thing you could do is you could just not do countries, you know? I mean, you could almost, like, you know, do, like, kind of like a, like, uh, plenty of movies do it, but West Wing did it, like, where they would have, like, you know, different countries that would have different names, like, they weren't real countries and stuff like that. But, I mean, maybe what you can do is make the movies rather than more kind of epic. Maybe you can make them smaller. So it's like we're constantly sending, like, you know, people over to assess, like – you know what defensive capabilities they have or what offensive capabilities they have in different countries um that are like kind of like behind enemy lines like you know working as a spy and undercover and it's like what if you could do a smaller movie like where it's like an hour and a half long but it's like you know they're on some kind of they work their way onto a base and they like you know basically like kind of get found out and it's just like a terse like tense 90 minutes on the base as the person is trying to escape and like, you know, get out of the country or something like that. Like I would rather see them go smaller rather than more Epic and bigger. Um, cause the gray man does that, like, you know, where it's like, it was even more ridiculous than salt in terms of like firing on the streets. It's like, basically it's like a whole fucking city blocks get destroyed through this firefight that Gosling has with like, you know, these people trying to kill him and it's absurd. um, i'd rather see him go smaller with it i think ultimately so
1: can i recommend a movie to you then yeah sure um have you seen um tinker tailor
0: soldier spy <laughs> are you are you uh, are you, are you joking is this a, is this a rib <laughs> <laughs> see you,
1: you, you gave away the punchline like you're the re- <laughs> it was supposed to be it was supposed to be your it was supposed to be a reaction to that of like anger and like tell me how much you hate that fucking movie that would have made me feel good and laugh but instead <laughs> you had to try and you had to try and get all meta and like call out rain the joke. it in yeah
0: um, but that's my I, like, I, I look that's... My, my like I felt like the reflux like come up my come up my chest a little bit as soon as you mentioned it because I didn't know whether you were serious or not like and I was I like okay it. this is a this is a joke this is a uh, right i was Uh trying to get that reaction so i I guess i succeeded but you know (laughs) you did but i
1: well so i the a legitimate like response to that is you know something like confessions of a dangerous mind right Uh where it's it's a spy thriller but sometimes you don't know if it's really a spy thriller or is this Mm -hmm. dude just insane like that's great performances really well filmed really tight script and super entertaining throughout like that's the way you want to do it right you know what else i would like to see Maybe you do some kind of spy movie that's set in the far past. You know what I mean? Like let me see a movie about fucking um like Guy Fox and what's his name? Uh Oh,
0: like really long. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah.
1: Like like something like that with espionage where they're like spying on like, you know, the Spanish throne or something. Like that would be interesting. Yeah, that might be more more interesting, yeah. Or even like, you know, you have this Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out um soon um which will probably bomb and no one will go and see in the theater because you can't get a fucking nerd to commit to anything um but like let's say it's successful like maybe you could do like small like fantasy movies that are set in like you know warring thieves guilds or something where it's people like spying on each other through you know like these fantastical means like that could be like i think that'd be really cool to have something that's like brutal and dark um you know but set in like this fantastical setting so also maybe looking at other cultures as being like who's doing the spying like they they tried to do that in, um was that munich right is the one about the um the israeli whatever they're called the yes ils or whatever um really ultimately like a very boring and poorly done movie or just a tedious movie i think but that's interesting too you know like things where it's not the united states is because i'm 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 just not a fan of that like jingoistic like fucking nationalism where you always have to be rooting for the u.s to like come out on top of the other guy like let, let, let me see something else sure like you ain't never gonna be john rambo that's all i gotta say so fucking like Let me see, like, something different. Yeah, I think it would be... That's why... This isn't a spy movie, but similar enough. That's why, like, Infernal Affairs is so amazing. You know what I mean? Because it's such an alien culture to what we're used to, but still, like, so compelling. With, like, the double agents and stuff like that, and where their loyalties lie. Like, that's more effective, I think, a lot of times than, like, a modern spy thriller, and watching that shit. Right. And loses a lot of that impact when you put it in Boston, because now... I got some fucking Southie motherfucker like asking me if I like apples or some shit. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I can't stand Boston. No offense to anyone from Boston, but fuck your fucking city. Um, Or Boston. Whatever, man. You know, but I want I, I want to talk shit. The only place I'll ever talk shit on is Ohio. Like, openly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't care. If we lose every listener from Ohio, fuck Ohio. Ohio is the worst state in the union and the worst places in the world and is an abysmal pit of fucking shit and Brown dirty water that just like stains the middle of our country. Fuck Ohio.
0: I, I, I have a feeling that there's a lot of people from Ohio that would probably like just be like, yeah, fine. Um, it's fine. We're... They'd be like, dude,
1: did you see our rivers on fire again? How is that not cool? <laughs> Oh, let's see. We haven't had a riot over Disco Night in fucking three decades.
0: We've had one one download from Ohio, Ohio in the past month. So, uh, yeah, pick pick it up, pick it up, Ohio. Get on
1: Cincinnati. (laughs) I'm cool with Cincinnati.
0: (laughs) Hopefully, that person's from Cincinnati. Um, (laughs)
1: Maybe it's um maybe they're from WKRP in Cincinnati. (laughs) Maybe, baby, if you ever wondered,
0: maybe it's Howard Husband.
1: Um, <laughs> i hope uh, he's dead
0: speaking of death um oh you got him i had a mouthful of water I, yeah, nice I win um you wanted to we had uh paul servino and uh your boy um david warner um i didn't know about servino so i'm not yeah. prepared to talk about him and then um what's his name uh tony dow um that played wally cleaver um is was said to have died this morning but apparently is in hospice care and it was like um like reported too early but is in his last hours. so um those are our you know two and a half deaths i guess but um but i know that uh you wanted to speak about david warner um who has long been uh has the most appearances on the primary podcast um uh so far of any actor and i know you're a big fan of his so
1: um yeah i mean maybe maybe one of my 10 he's one of my top favorite actors of all time Mm -hmm. like out of somebody that rarely got to be the lead in films was more or less either like a villain or um a supporting part uh, but in my opinion like made the most of every role i've ever seen him in um seriously like some of my you know favorite movies really ever so like the omen and um uh, time after time and time bandits and tron Um, company of wolves um i don't know just really a guy that could really like add so much nuance to a role just by sometimes just by his fucking haircut like (laughs) david david warner's got like the menacing like semi bowl cut thing down to a science like it's like the perfect angles where it's just you know, you think you're looking at like fucking, I don't know, like the sheriff of Nottingham, but he's going to like slit your throat with the straight razor. I mean, just I don't know. I I love David Warner. I, I think he's an amazing was an amazing actor. Um, Really great at like getting to the meat of an antagonist, um, you know, being a villain like, you know, in Sark or in Time After Time or I mean, there's just plenty of roles where he just excels. At, I don't know just his his menace and his there's almost nobody better at the detached psychopathic glare of someone like coldly like dissecting another person from afar and the way that david warner can like set his face and like cast his gaze It's just uh he's fucking awesome love that man
0: yeah no um he's a really great character actor i mean uh even if there's a lot of movies that i'm not necessarily a fan of that he's in um he's always phenomenal i i i had seen him i guess before twin peaks but i guess that's like when i was of age enough to start paying attention to actors and um uh he's really fun in that role and um having gone back and seen a lot of his stuff the only thing i don't know if you've ever seen it but his um uh, the 70s version of uh doll's house at, no, i've at, never uh, seen it yeah it's really good he's he's really good in that i saw that like 15 years ago or so but yeah, i was looking at it and i was like oh he, shit he outperforms hopkins when hopkins does the doll's house to me Yeah
1: playing Torvald. i mean that's um that's something yeah <clears throat> yeah like if you've never if you're not really familiar with warner or you know maybe you've seen some stuff. We don't really like know where to start. Like ballad cable Hogue is really good. Um, I guess that doll's house version is probably really like worth watching. Mm -hmm. Um, I love his performance in the Omen. Um, He's in a movie called cross of iron. That's really good from the mid seventies. And then, you know, time after time is a fantastic movie. Um, He's really fun in that Island movie that we talked about. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm time bandits i mean you know really good french lieutenant's woman's really good tron your mileage may vary i guess but i still enjoy tron so just there's a lot of stuff that's from early 80s and previous that's definitely worth like picking up and just watching watch david warner acted and you know <clears throat> yeah. not wait. that's a shame i was um i was i was i was pretty sad about that today um sorvino is a guy too that had a really interesting career um now that i'm looking at his movies i actually forgot a lot of the stuff that he was in but kind of jumps all over the place for a long time in like terms of the kind of movies i mean you you go from being in um fucking oh god um cruising cruising yeah i mean that's sort of jumping reds Right. Um, I've never seen that. I the jury, but I wonder how that is because that's um, is that my camera's Eye I the jury? Oh, Mickey Spillane. Sorry,
0: I've I never know. seen that. You don't know? I I know I know it that, is yeah. my camera. Yeah, it's it's hey, Armando yeah, yeah. Santes. Yeah, uh huh. Um, yeah, I, I never seen that movie. I really like that book.
1: Um, yeah, uh huh. But the cover of the VHS with armand asante as, as um hammer like always made me think i'm gonna hate this movie if i watch it so i just never did um i didn't realize this ravino was in that um and then the stuff you know that's a funny role for him um he's in shit like dick tracy and then he gets good fellas and that kind of like typecast him i think for the rest of his life well, i didn't realize he was kissinger and nixon that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. um
0: Romeo I mean Julia. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Capulet. <laughs> um He was all, he was also in Money Talks um along with David Warner. There's a crossover right there in between them. Money Talks. He did
1: some really interesting stuff through the 2000s. So that's a I don't know. He's one of those dudes that I guess maybe I should have thought about more or like considered more, but he's just kind of a guy that he's almost so nondescript that it's kind of easy to like forget about him yeah um and also i think i kind of like held it against somebody's these mirror father for a while um that fucking weirdo
0: so <laughs> that, yeah that's something uh he was also in um a fine mess which was a Blake Edwards comedy from the middle of the 1980s uh starring Ted Danson and Howie Mandel which probably is um a terrible movie if i went back and watched it um in 2022 but um uh but yeah um he's the uh mobster in it of course but yeah fine mess uh, someday i'll rewatch that <clears throat>
1: If you ever do, make sure I'm not around because I will not watch anything with Howie Mandel in it. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, should we ever do the spin sugar in it again? Now, I know.
1: I know what you Whatever you fuckers change shit on me all the time. Go ahead and just add it in. Fuck a movie with Howie Mandel. Don't
0: do that. Hold on. <laughs> let's let's spin this wheel and see what comes up here. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, I won't do that to you. all right right. the category for next week is laser guns and historical settings nice Laser guns in historical settings.
1: That's another original spin category.
0: Original in the sense that you made it. Huh? Yes. Yes.
1: Right. There's the only ones that matter.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Laser guns in historical settings. That'll be interesting to see what you come up with that. Um, I right. think I know, but we'll see. I think I know what it should be, but um, I won't say it because <clears throat> I don't want to influence in any way. All right, so it's got to be bad. I mean, like it's, it's there's th- like I can't imagine there's many good laser gun and historical setting movies. I just can't. Do you remember three of them come to mind immediately, and they're all they all are terrible. I'm sure.
1: Do you remember when we? for one season thought that Heroes was going to be one of the greatest shows of all time yeah yeah that's a shame (laughs) yes yes it was I'm just thinking about Hero spelled with an I instead of an E Mm. going back in time to get the Sword of Destiny or whatever from and how terrible all that shit was save the cheerleader, save the world Yeah, it started out so strong, man. That show was so good. Yeah, and even like it wasn't even like great at the end of that first season. But man, we had so much hope. Oh yeah, we're talking about like, oh man, Mohinder gonna do this and
0: (laughs) Siler gonna do that. Oh, blah blah blah. blah. (laughs) it all fell apart. Jesus. Um, I remember Mohinder. I remember Mohinder. I uh, I've seen that guy and stuff like pop up over the years, and um, you know um it's 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 pretty much the same performance Uh, (laughs) pretty much the same performance that he gives in heroes um i just forgot forgot briefly about Mohinder. um i remember it (laughs) look nothing can beat that damn um that flashback episode that um uh with the partner of um horn and glasses that um Christopher Eccleston plays the invisible guy was his partner. You remember Eric Roberts? Yes.
1: Yeah, of course I remember it. Yeah. Robert's nothing can be,
0: no, nothing can be like that. That episode is like the thing that like solidified. I think our hope that this could be really damn good. Oh yeah. That episode is amazing. Right? Yeah. It's the best episode of like the whole show. You know,
1: you, you know, what should have been the key to let us know that that show was garbage was when I can't remember what's the actor's name, Haley Pan area, Area or whatever. Aiden, Pantier, yeah. Yeah, whatever. The Aiden. fuck. Yeah. Um she's good in um the fuck Supreme what's it? no 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 I, maybe I don't uh oh, fuck what's what are those movies called? The cheerleading movies. Um shit
0: the fucking cheerleading franchise <laughs> I don't, I don't i don't know those things I'll, let me see if i can find it um it's like
1: it's like it's like step it up or step it off or whatever but it's not quite that it's
0: fucking i can't remember what they're called dude i don't see shit in here about any of these movies in her filmography i don't see anything oh movie. my god ice princess know. racing stripes raising helen she's in racing bring stripes? Oh, it's bringing bring it on Is that bring it, it on bring it on too Bring it on two. Yeah, season yeah. two. Yeah, all or nothing.
1: Right. Bring it on, bitch. It's already been brought.
0: Right. She's fine at Screen Four.
1: Anyway, she's super cute in bring on two because we had that on the lobby loop uh-huh. and um Regal for a while and so I had to see her like every four minutes like cycle through. And I always thought, like, oh, she's um such an attractive young lady. Yeah. Anyway, there's the episode I think it's maybe the second half of season one of Heroes. But they um Relocate her to a new school with a new identity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? And Hornrim's like, um, yeah. "Hey, you going to school?" And she's like, "You gonna let me take the Rogue, Dad?" And it's like the Nissan Rogue is out there, and then she's driving it, and it's like showing her like all the features of the Rogue as she drives. Yes, um, yeah. And then she gets out of the car, and it's like there, and yeah. it says Rogue on the side really big. As she like gets
0: out, yeah. fucking yeah. garbage man. That fucking show. Yeah. He's gonna anymore. take the Rogue, Dad. Look, we got that one fantastic Brian Fuller episode um, that was really good. And then um, Brian Fuller left to go do um, better stuff. Yeah.
1: Do you think that Heroes might be? What are the most
0: disappointing TV shows of all time? Oh, geez. This is the whole reason that this podcast exists. You know, I can't do that off the top of my head. I had to think about it but um heroes ranks uh certainly um i know oz
1: um yeah but oz is so much more of a gradual decline
0: right yeah like so so it has to be something that like just goes to hell after a year or two then to you Carnival, right like right
1: okay strong first season garbage after that um or maybe even like really great premise and then just like shits the bed well no i mean you're more of the tv guy than i am
0: so. yeah i would not really have to think about it i can come back with an answer for you um at some point um jessica jones really loved the first season second season is fucking garbage um that comes to mind um the second season the shit with um it's her half sister turning, yeah, out. yeah, awful. Tiger Lady. Uh, yes,
1: no one can see me miming like a cat, like, <laughs> <clawing> <laughs> right,
0: in the air. Right. But yeah, yes. I couldn't remember any Wildcat. I think is that character's name. Yeah, I can't remember, and I don't care. Um, that that character is so bad and so annoying that we legit, my wife and I, like, started like basically like fast forwarding scenes where she talked. Um, awful, 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 awful. awful um yeah i think mine is more oh you know what i don't think this counts as a gradual decline um arrested development yeah that's a when it comes drop. back and then it just boom it's just like
1: <clears throat> right it's three perfect seasons or two and a half perfect seasons however you want to view it yeah and then just oh man yeah not even like absolute garbage just absolute mediocrity right really like just right. nothing necessarily funny like some good lines here or there some good ideas here or there but I don't know I mean part of that's just how fractured they were when they were making that you know like everybody filming at different times and being separated and I think um what's his name uh Mitch whatever um Hurwitz yeah Hurwitz like just kind of like losing the thread of like what made that show great and then they tried to be like too political sometimes and it just kind of fell flat so I don't know um, but
0: really presaged a lot of things that
1: happened in our country
0: unfortunately so yeah sure um yeah I, I i most of the ones i'm thinking of as i'm going through my like mental rolodexes are are declines as opposed to like just things that just suddenly are just yeah. not good um so heroes is definitely yeah Heroes is definitely one of them though yeah
1: it's super disappointing
0: yeah um
1: what a bad memory okay uh uh-huh. what i'm here for buddy <laughs> you take the good you take the bad you take them both and there you have the spin Facts chagrin Wow. A-
0: oh. change changed it yeah just changed made it. it my own that's the title of the podcast all right thank you for listening everybody next week laser guns and historical settings Deuces.